Welcome back to The Good Stuff. We're here with Danny Boy. Danny Boy, how are you going? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Very good, thank you. So, we hear you're coming down under, um, to Australia for the Just For Last Festival. That's correct, yeah. Uh, next month, uh, it's uh, at the Opera House and then I'm at the State Theatre for a few nights after. So, this isn't your first time at the Opera House, is it? No, not my first time by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is my ninth tour of Australia. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I'm, I was, I, I'm, I'm tempted not to use the word veteran because that makes me feel old. <laughs> but I've certainly been there enough times to know, and to know what I'm facing. Yeah, definitely. Um, are, you, are you a fan? It seems like you're quite a fan of, of Australia in general. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, to be absolutely honest with you, I tour there typically around January, February time when um, it's, uh, Scotland is more or less in hibernation. So <laughs> this, this, I've got the choice of going to this sort of uh, paradise land, uh, the other side of the world, <laughs> and doing comedy there or just doing it in, in pubs at three o'clock in the afternoon when it's pitch black, you know, to uh, a handful of drunk alcoholics. So, yeah, it's always better to go to Australia and yeah, have that option. It does seem a bit better. Now, speaking about yourself yeah. as a comedian, how come you got into the industry? How did I get in? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I guess I was always the kind of class clown a bit. I used to sort of make, I, I guess way back in the day, I used to sort of make fun of teachers and do impressions of them and stuff. But I never thought, oh, that's going to lead me to a comedy career. Yeah. But I guess um, when I when I left university, I did a, a, like a degree in history. It's nice to see that hasn't gone to waste, isn't it? And that uh, <laughs> that sort of led me to a number of jobs where I just got fired from them. From, and there was a consistency about me getting fired. It was always for trying to make people laugh, you know, which isn't always uh, isn't always welcomed in office jobs. Yeah, so yeah, I kind of eventually that. just went. Eventually thought, oh no, maybe this is the thing I need to actually do. So that was that was really the catalyst. So you're lucky you're in a job where you don't get fired for being funny. Well, no, now I just get pelted with fruits. It's slightly different, but uh, <laughs> I just get heckled. Tell us about your please untick untick this box show that you've got coming up soon right well i mean i'll be honest it's, it's, a, it's a fairly ambiguous and broad title because um you know you get asked for the title for the show a long time before you've written the show but i knew that at the time i was starting to talk about consumerism and the fact that we over package everything in this world and all the kind of you know the irritations which we face um on a day-to-day -day basis so i, I saw had please unpick this box because we all know how annoying it's when every form you get that, you have to remember to do that. Yeah, and that's definitely. sort of a nice little, that's a nice, nice way of sort of introducing some of the stuff I'm talking about. But to be honest, the show goes everywhere. I mean, it goes, I'm doing politics, religion, music, everything. So it's all, not... All the uh, good stuff. Sorry? All the good stuff, it seems. All, all the big stuff, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's quite hard because I've actually been working the show the last couple of months for Australia. Because, okay. I mean, the show I've been doing in the UK was uh, all about the, the, the referendum, the Scottish referendum and the UK election and stuff. So it was kind of a, <clears throat> a slightly different show and I had to, I've, I've had to adapt it and, and build on it and do other stuff. So, yeah. Well, I guess you could also mention our own political uh, turmoil that's being on recently. <laughs> ah, oh, I, thought you, I thought it might be too raw for you to talk about it. Oh, we, are so, we are so ready to laugh about it. Yeah, we've got the band-aids on. Oh, We're ready. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I just can't... You change, you change prime ministers 
the way that we change our goalkeeper in soccer, <laughs> five-a-side football. On a, Tuesday, on a Tuesday afternoon, I play soccer with comedians. And we maybe, you know, every so often it'll be like, oh, you've been in too long, you come out, I'll go in goal. And that's how you change your prime minister. <laughs> Except it's your goalkeepers actually do system. stuff. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> it happens quicker. I mean, you know, our, our, our goalkeeper will say, oh, come on, guys. I've, I, you know, I've not been in long. Let me stay here. Whereas you, it just, it just, it's unbelievable. It's like you hear there's a, uh, a rumour that it's going to happen. And then an hour later, it's a done deal. It's incredible. I mean, the, the process of democracy, I don't know whether it's to be applauded or, reg- or regretted, but your process of, uh, of democracy is extraordinarily quick, if nothing else. Yeah, you don't mess around. You don't mess around. <laughs> we get straight to the point, it seems. Yeah. Uh, now, can I just ask, where do you get inspiration for your shows from? So you were saying about unticking boxes was from the forms. Is there other places that you get inspiration from? Yeah, I suppose sort of everything, really. I mean, there's not a specific thing that gives me... I mean, it can be everything from... Um, you know, family members right the way through to, you know, you know, technology or, or politics or any of these things. There's not, I never sort of uh, define what the show is before I write it. I, I always let, you know, whatever's funny and happening at the time, and I, I sort of bring it into the show. So the, the show's a constant evolution of ideas and thoughts and uh, inspiration, but it's it's not. It's very difficult to find one thing that, that sort of, you know, makes makes the comedy happen. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've tried. I've tried everything. It doesn't work. <laughs> now you I've were tried speak- relationships. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's worth a shot, though. Now, um, yeah, you were well, telling us a lot of comedians. A lot of comedians that I feel sort of almost force, uh, you know, a, a relationship drama, or or have a kid just so they can write material about <laughs> And I, I think that's just, that's just not the way I work, you know? Yeah, probably not the best idea to have a kid just for the sake of your routine. Yeah, just for five new minutes of material. That, <laughs> that's no way, to bring a, no way to bring a child into the world. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, you were saying before that um, you now get fruit thrown at you. Who's been your worst heckler in the past? Um... The worst heckler, I actually, you know, I can't actually tell you the worst heckler I got because it's a bit rude. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing for radio. Yeah, but um, I don't, I don't know. I, I once had a, a, you know, on the last tour. This is absolutely true. I don't know if I can even tell you this, but I'll, I will try. I had a woman on the front row. Um, it wasn't so much a heckle, but she was breastfeeding, and. Um, <laughs> It, and it was a big, like it was 2,000 people in the room. Oh and she was right in the front row. And I could only see the front row. And she just started, I mean, she had, <laughs> first of all, I don't know how she got the baby. I don't know how she got the baby in there. But, I mean, having a baby, it was bad enough. But the fact that she, she just decided to start breastfeeding it. I mean, I, I had no idea what was going through her, her mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's one of the most natural and beautiful things in the world. But not with a baby sucking on the end of it. Yeah. And I just thought it was the weirdest uh, <laughs> the weirdest situation I've ever been in, but um, and I sort of had to ask her to leave because the baby started crying, which was even worse because then it, I suddenly had this headline in my head of Danny Boy kicks baby out of show. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want that hanging over your head the next day in the bloody, you know, yeah, de- the, the local not. newspaper. So yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um, that's that's pretty insane. You, do you think that she had the baby just to help you out with your comedy routine? 
<laughs> well, I did tell a story for the rest of the tour. So, yeah, <laughs> I think in adversity, there's comedy, you know. There's always something um, that you can extract from a bad gig. In fact, I always say this to uh, comics that are just starting out. You never learn anything from a good experience at a gig. Yeah. It's always when you have the bad gigs. Or it's always when something goes wrong. That's when that's when you learn from it. And sometimes you get a very good, funny bit of material from it. So Yeah, it works out well. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we were just looking at your website. I've got two questions about your website. So, right. The first question is, where are you looking? Now, now, can, can, I, can I just can I just preempt this by saying I haven't looked at my website for about ten years. <laughs> well, well, you, you've got a picture good, of you. There's a very good chance that I won't know the answer to this. Oh, fair enough. Oh, I'll just save the other question then. Um, do you realise that you look a little bit like Arch Barker? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know that until someone told. I had a kid came up to me. I was in. I did a show in Melbourne three years ago. And I remember I was staying down in the South Bank and um, this kid, uh, literally, his, I, I was at breakfast and his eyes suddenly turned into saucers. When he t- <laughs> like, I can't believe it. And this is a true story. He came running over and he went, you are the best. You're the, my favorite comedian. I've loved you for years. I, I, I just, can I please get a photograph? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course you can get a photograph. So I stood up, put my, foot, my arm around him and said, oh, I, I just love your stuff. I listen to it every day, all this kind of stuff. And then after about the third photograph, I said, Rocky, I think that's enough now. And he went, yeah. He said, can I get one more arch? <laughs> that's and tragic. And I was like, sorry? And he went, can I get one more? And I was like, this is, a, I mean, how can you be that big a fan of Arge Barker and not, <laughs> and not know what he looks like? Yeah, it's a bit of a fault in his system. Yeah. I reckon the best part, he probably went home and he was like, Mum, I met Arj Barker, and he put on a hilarious accent the entire time. <laughs> well, you know, you know, the funny thing is he asked me to sign an autograph afterwards, oh, and yeah. I signed it, all the best Arj Barker. <laughs> so there is at least one, there is at least one fake Arj Barker signature out there, I can assure you, and that's me. Oh, that yeah. is so <laughs> good. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Danny Boy, for joining us on the show. You're coming to Australia from the 25th to the 28th of October. Show's in the State Theatre and the Opera House for the Just for Laughs festival thanks so much for joining the good stuff on bono beach radio no problem guys have a, oh, we got have a good day that was it all right thank you now that was that was danny boy isn't he a funny guy he is pretty funny i'm excited to see him yeah i'm excited to see the show um 25th of october of course is the at the opera house with the huge gala night for just for laughs which will be great and then his individual state shows he loves australia we love him so That's make right. sure to give him a listen and back to you in the studio